Yeah, yeah, good. Okay, so uh, I'm talking with Chris, my mate Chris. Um, and uh, so, uh, Chris, uh, how are things generally? Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Uh, living on the boat is fabulous. Um, peaceful, quiet, uh, very much in touch with everything that goes on, i.e. the wind, you know, the rain, <laughs> the ducks, <laughs> um, that seem to have a party at two o'clock every morning. Um, but that's the want of ducks, I suppose. <laughs> and how many people are kind of, uh, how many people do you, do you, in, what's a normal day like for you out there? Is there any such thing? Uh, um, well, living on a boat is, it, it, it's, everything comes back down to what is really basis basics of life um and everything you want you have to put on it and everything you've used you have to take off of it so uh you know it may be as basic as uh have i got enough water to fill up the tanks um have i got enough food um check that maybe i'll go and get some food does my toilet need empty um it's that kind of thing. Do I need a fire? Have I got the fuel in? It all becomes very, very day-to-day -day living basics, mm. which for me is fabulous. Uh, is it going to rain? Because <laughs> to most people, that would sound like flipping horrible. You know, you've got to enter your toilet and make sure you... Cause, and, and all that. How do you, I mean, that's the basics. People, Most people like myself would rather not kind of do the basics and just live a soft life. It simplifies life, really simplifies life. Uh, and you suddenly realise that actually just the the art and the act of living becomes quite fulfilling. Mm. And it's a very mindful, it's a very mindful place to be. Mm. Um, uh, largely when I'm on the boat, um, you know, nearly all the time I'm on the boat, I'm on my own. Um, and so just the, the, the basics of, uh, say, buying a bag of coal. Um, you, you've got to walk up, you've got to order it, you've got to put it coal, in a trolley. Okay. Coal, yeah. Coal? Or, or a bag of coal, yeah. How do you, For, you burn coal on your boat? Yes. Good Lord. I didn't, I, I yes, didn't yes. know that. Um, I have... Um, oil fired. Uh, well, it, it's uh, I have a, a solid fuel um, stove which is oh. um, sitting in the corner, uh, and I burn smokeless fuel on that or kiln dry wood. Uh, and there's a little fan which operates from the heat of the fire mm -hmm. um, that produces electricity to drive the fan. That circulates the uh, the, the hot air throughout the boat. Mm -hmm. um, that's how you warm up in the winter if i just want a burst of heat um i'll put the diesel heater on um which is how i heat the hot water and there's a i uh, either use a diesel heater or the engine uh, it will take the heat from the engine um and so whatever you want if you want fuel you've got to have it on the boat diesel uh you've either got to move the boat or I, I 
prefer to use a couple of jerry cans uh, and, and go and get a couple of jerry cans of fuel at a time and then siphon that into the the, uh, the diesel tank of the boat. Um, water, although I'm on a pontoon that's got water, obviously I need to fill that tank up. So when it gets about half full, um, the tank's about 120 gallons. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. So when it's uh, half full, I go and fill that up. But, and it all takes time. Um, the country went into lockdown, sort of, uh, uh, I think, was it 23rd, I think, 23rd of March, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Like that. And when did you go onto the boat then? Uh, I went onto the boat October, mm. I think it was about the 15th of October last year. So well before, gosh, time flies, doesn't it? So you've been there almost a year then, have you? Yes, coming up for a year. Yeah, coming up now, for you. Uh, in my uh, rather cliched imagination, your life on the boat, how drastically was it, I imagine it was drastically affected, but how, how drastically was it affected by, you know, things being uh, in lockdown? Because of my circumstances, um, bearing in mind I've, I've had three lots of surgery within a, a four-month period. So effectively, from November, I was almost self-imposed lockdown anyway. Mm. And so when lockdown actually happened, I had already been effectively locked down for about four months anyway mm, mm. Um, as I was recovering from surgery. And then when I started to recover from one, of course, they took me in and did it again. And so I was back to square one again. Um, and so it didn't really affect me at all. Um, How interesting. Mentally, it hasn't. Um, it, I just carried on, you know, I, I, uh, I had projects that I had to do. I had to build a bedroom. Um, I very rashly took out a bed that was in there because it didn't suit the requirements, uh, and then had to build another bed, um, uh, with all the cupboards underneath and, uh, fitted to the narrowboat. Um, and rip out the bathroom. That was the next thing, and put a, a, a full-size shower in. And, cool, blimey. And did you um, do all that in lockdown? So that was all done in lockdown, yeah. So in terms of getting bits and pieces and supplies and widgets and whatnot, you, you could get them? Um, I'm no stranger to Amazon, though. Ah, Amazon come to your boat? Well... Yes, Good Lord. <laughs> not, not not the whole factory. Or the, the, um, no, they've been delivering and they've been incredibly good. Huh. Um, and there were, um, so for example, when I built the bed, it was a fairly complex affair. Um, yeah. So I had a set of drawings um, and I sent the, uh, those uh, as a cutting list to a, a local firm. And uh, they pre-cut the wood for me to my dimensions and had that delivered to the boat. 
Um, uh, oh. So yeah, that's how it, and that's how it all worked. Okay. Um, so when things started to come out of lockdown, about whenever it was, uh, well, it was actually I can date it as being um, pretty much exi- well. I can't date it because I don't know when it was. After Cummings went to Barnard Castle and had his eye test, uh, driving at 100 miles an hour up the motorway. Oh uh, yes. Uh, that. Yeah. For me, that's when it all ended. That's when lockdown ended because people, not, not for me personally, I didn't start changing my behaviour, but that's when I, no, I noticed that people took it a whole lot less seriously. So that must be a couple of months ago, actually, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it began to be taken a lot less seriously. and You could, you know, so you didn't really, did you notice much of a difference in terms of the way in which you were living no, um, because uh, um, I am very, very self-contained here. Nothing changed as far as that was concerned. The, the biggest change for us or for me on the marina was um, the Canal and River Trust, CRT, had changed the rules. Um, and so normally you'd have to move off in 14 days from any mooring um or some days some of them are five day moorings and some of them are just 24 hours during lockdown those people that were actually living on the canal itself and not in the marina were told to stay where they were um apart from moving for fuel or to empty uh, their holding tanks um food extra uh, water um Anybody that was on a marina that was living on the boat had to stay there. As lockdown slowly eased, they said um, those that were in marinas could take the boats out, uh, but they had to return to their home marina. And we started to notice one or two boats moving then. And the real change happened when people were allowed to uh, go onto their boats. These people that uh, have them in the marina as like holiday um, boats and suddenly they started arriving and the marina got a whole lot busier because up to then there was only 50 people on this marina all during lockdown. 5-0? Uh, 5-0. Quite a thought actually. It's a big marina though. Um, I don't know what we've got here, 200 boats? No way. Yeah, so it's uh, to is walk around the marina. And so therefore a population of 200, is it? Well, no, because they're holiday boats. They're, uh, okay. There's 16, um, there's 16 Black Prince hire boats. Um, if you had an emergency, is there somebody yeah. physically close to you that you could go to and say, you know, uh, uh, I'm sinking. <laughs> uh, yes, in fact, actually, that did happen. Um, I uh, I walked out of the uh, the back of the boat, um, and something squidged, and I thought, oh no, <laughs> it's not supposed to do that. Um, the carpet's wet, uh, um, and so I lifted the carpet and the stern of the boat uh and the floorboards, and discovered uh, it was absolutely full of water. What I didn't realise was that the fresh water pump 
um, which pumps the water from the tank into the domestic system had actually got a crack in it. So oh. this must have been leaking for months, um, unbeknownst to me, because it was just draining down into the bilge. Um, and uh, yeah, um, the harbour master was here. They had one duty engineer that was on constantly. And the guys on the marina were absolutely fantastic. Uh, they, um, I wasn't in a very good state because I was still recovering from surgery. The harbour master said, no problem. Um, just go and sit in the bow of your boat. I'll move the boat out to the pump out where they pump out holding toilet tank, holding tanks. Um, he put the, um, the hose from that into the into the um, bilge of the boat and pumped out probably about 180, 200 gallons of water. Um, the boat rose two inches. <laughs> if you hadn't noticed it, would you have in fact sunk? Um, no, you would have, have, because of what it was, you would be walking through water. You'd have to notice it. Okay. So, um, so you have got people near you and, and that. So now then, um, uh, I'm, gonna, let's, I'm going to get into two big areas now before we uh, before we uh, I've finished my uh, little practice here. And they so here's the first one. What is the what do you like most about life on the boat? I am in touch very viscerally with my environment, with the wind, with the weather, with nature. Um, and it's, it's ever changing and I'm immersed in it. And it's the peace and the quiet. It's not necessarily the peace, but it's just being immersed in nature, mm. hearing the sounds, I know that the, when there's a tapping on the boat, the, the ducks are feeding from the algae that grow along the water line. I, I've seen a family of coots, um, chicks being reared uh, in the reeds that are behind me. Um, I am very, very much in touch with my environment. I'm very much in touch with nature. Is it, because have you done it, before lived for an extended period on the boat, or is this the first time you've done it in an extended period? This is the first time I've lived on an, uh, a freshwater boat um, for any period of time. Okay. Um, I've so had there, sea boats. There, have you been surprised by things that you thought, oh, crikey, it might be a bit this and it might be a bit that, but actually those fears weren't realised? Yes, I thought how you cope living in a what is essentially a six foot metal tube um with the total lack of space that you would assume uh, i mean my living room is is six foot wide and i know 15 feet long or something uh with the, with the kitchen sorry to but that's but that i mean that's bigger than i thought there are, I don't know what my dimensions of my room here are that I'm in, but uh, 
I don't think it'd be a lot bigger than that. No, it's six. Um, actually, the, the living room is... Dimension that, is it? Front room? The, the, the actual living room is... is uh, the living room is six by 12. The kitchen then, but that runs straight into the kitchen, um, which is about eight, six by 12. Yeah, uh, eight by six. Um, and that's just one complete room but that is my living space then after that it's the shower then the bedroom so getting back to surprises then good good surprises to keep things on an upbeat what um anything else that made you think that the fears that were not realized or or, or unexpected gifts it has been an absolute blessing um for mental health mm. um, stripping away the trappings of modern life um, the the hustle and the bustle of life um, being in touch with things that are very basic which when you live in a, a house you take for granted it becomes very mindful. The whole thing is a very mindful activity. Um, and it's surrounded by peace. Uh, mm. That has been massively healing. Wow. Massively healing. Wow. Um, it's almost like a retreat. Uh, and people say, you've got to engage with the real world. To me, oh, well, you've got to engage with the real world. But Really? <laughs> but I can't see any reason to do so. I, I've lived here for a year. Um, I have my friends, like your good self, that I can meet on Zoom or I could meet face-to-face -face, uh, and I can go out to do that. Um, but I don't need the, the, the worries and the... The maintenance, I don't know, it's, it's just the, the simplicity of life on a boat is incredibly healing. It, it, it does just bring things back down to basics. Um, you kind of look at people that are living in the, the town, in the normal world, if you like, mm. and all of their worries and all of their rushing around and tearing about and have to be here and appointments there and I don't have that mm. I don't have that freneticism which I guess is how life was a long time ago um, before this this world got so quite so crazy mm. And I can tap into infrastructure when I need it. I mean, obviously, I've had some fairly serious stuff happening. And so if I need to speak to a, a GP, there's one down the road. Um, you know, my my ongoing medical care has been fantastic. And it all comes to the marina office or it's done via Zoom or by, by phone. So I've not suffered in any way. It has only been a total benefit to me. 
Well, I think in future episodes, that's something I should like to return to because, uh, you know, that's all, that's terribly interesting, I think, and, and particularly what you were saying about your, because I know you're very into the whole mindfulness uh, experience, if, if, if one could put it that, that way. Um, and I think that would be, that'd be very useful to, to come back to. Now, in the final minutes, the final minutes, I'm actually up to my time now, but because I thought I'd do 20 minutes uh, with you, but really, uh, anyway, let's just let's do sort of five more minutes to make it 25. Now then, as you know, I'm going to be talking to me mate in America uh, next week about uh, doing another little uh, thing like this. Um, and we're going to be talking about the kind of election, the, the election issues, because, uh, but we're effectively a state of America in many ways. I think, you know, we're airstrip one. And uh, uh, so what happens over there very significantly affects us, I, I, I think. I suppose if you let it affect you, you know, in one, in one way. But uh, so, uh, so, and then in, so this, I don't want you to do a prediction as such that, we're gonna, that I'm going to hold you to, but um if when we do an episode, is that if you're up for it, we'll do another episode. I don't know in a, in a sort of month, a month or so, or two or three months or whatever, um, after the election, I think. So, uh, what do you think is going to happen in the election? I do you think Trump will get back in or not? And uh, if he does not get back, fingers crossed. What do you think? is going to change for us, I suppose, and for America and for us, but I know it's a huge, massive question, but uh, in kind of headline terms, what do, you, what do you think about that? I find it very difficult to understand the, um, the mindset of Americans. I and mean, bearing in mind I have a family or, or a, a step family that, that that live out there they are so polarized in their views that it, it would it wouldn't surprise me if trump gets back in again mm. um because it, it almost seems that um they are very very much party uh, driven you know you you know you're either a democrat or um, and that's how you live and that's how you die, regardless of who is being held up um, as the as the president uh, candidate, the presidential candidate. It, did, it surprised me so much when Trump got in, but then again, it surprised me when Boris Johnson uh, yeah. took, took the role, you know? Um, and, and I think this world's in a lot of flux and... and there's a massive amount of frustration um, and uh, there's a uh, there's an awful lot of anxiety uh, that it, within the world at the moment and so with that i think populations are, are, are doing things that would be unheard of 20 years ago um that they're voting for radical people that that 20 years ago, you would have looked at them and gone, are you mad? Mm. <laughs> they wouldn't even been put up as a candidate, let alone 
got in with landslide. Mm. Um, so what's your? So, that, that's just because I think it'd be really interesting if if we talk if we did another one of these in say late November. Although um, a lot of people think that we that even this time next year we still won't know who's won it. Well, yeah, quite. <laughs> He's trying at the moment, isn't he? With all kinds of uh, the only way I can lose it is if the Democrats uh, fix it with uh, yes, whatever. Let us suppose we do know the result in November. Um, if I had to nail you to the uh, uh, midship there, what would you say is going to happen? Do you think he will get do you think do you think he will get back or he won't? I don't think you will. I think the coronavirus, whether it's his fault or not, the way it's been handled, and bearing in mind the whole world was taken by surprise, nobody was ready for it. Uh, everybody was unprepared. We've lived in a society where we uh, look at the global marketplace rather than using our own infrastructure. Um, but somebody will have to get the blame for the mismanagement for the, it, you know, 2020 hindsight mm. will leave, will leave blame. Um, and I think that will probably be his, uh, that will probably be his death now. Um, as far as his political career is is concerned, one of many, one of many, surely. one of many, yes. Um, but I don't think the his, his radical views will do it. I mean, no. a lot of Americans think that he's, uh, you know, the, the the fact that he's speaking out and standing up and waving the flag is yeah. uh, is just what they want. Yeah, so, a lot of Brits so too. I think they'll blame people in this country really like him, and you know the Farage types. They they have a a, a kind of secret admiration for him, or not so secret. I think so. I mean, the man was a, an incredibly successful businessman, and he can sell himself. Though? And he was he. I think he's he's made an awful lot of money doing what he does. He can sell himself. Didn't he? Didn't he uh, borrow it from his dad? Yes, and then lost it. Yes, but uh, yet again, that's all part. Of he's kind of sold himself, hasn't he? He's built his little empire, albeit on borrowed money, or however he's managed to get it. So, if he, <laughs> let's suppose finally now on on the last last thing now. If he does not get back and Joe Biden takes over uh, and with uh, uh, Kamala Harris, do you think there will be uh, as well? Um, what do you most hope will change for, you know, the kind of way we live? I would hope with Brexit that we can have uh, closer um, but more moderate relationships um, with with America. Um, I mean, they have been one way or the other our allies for a good number of years. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I can't, I just don't trust Trump. Uh, and I would hope that we could have a more trustworthy uh, and a, a, a gentler relationship with mm. America. Mm. Because I, no, I just don't trust Trump. Uh, he is so extreme. And I, th these extreme swings, I would hope that they will go. Mm. Um, we, we at the moment dance to to the tune of a man who changes his mind from the moment he gets up to the, to the moment he has lunch. Um, mm. <laughs> and Doesn't you can't deal with it. You just can't deal with somebody like that. I don't think he gets up till midday. And I think I, I think I hear it. Well, I, God knows. There's no point uh, listening to what you hear. Right. So, uh, yes. Well, we live in hope, do we not? Not just about the election. We do indeed. But in all things. In all things, as mm. always. Okay, Chris, <laughs> we'll leave it there. And we'll have another episode uh, in November. And we'll see what we feel, see what we think then. It's been an absolute pleasure, Graham. Thank you, absolute buddy. Absolute pleasure. Thank I'm pressing you. stop record now. Here it goes. I'm stopping recording. Do I want to stop recording?